This is Saving Grace, Living in the Light of God's Love, a broadcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world, committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And now, our program. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate. I'm your host for today's program. You know, our guest today writes, As Christians, we are called to live stellar lives for Jesus' sake. And in our minds, we often think what that means is doing things like praying or reading our Bibles or going to church. We might do the things we think are expected of us when we follow Christ. But do we really know how to live the Christian life, how to walk with Jesus? Well, today you have opportunity to get some guidance on everyday life with our Savior from the book of Hebrews. Our guest is Jeremy Vance, a pastor for over 20 years. Jerry received his undergraduate degree in religion with an emphasis in church history from Northwestern College in Orange City, Iowa. He earned a Master of Divinity in Biblical Communication from Phoenix Seminary and a Doctorate of Ministry from Grace School of Theology. Jeremy is currently Senior Pastor at Faith Church in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. He serves on the board of the Free Grace Alliance. And Jeremy is the author of Companions with Christ, How to Walk with Jesus, the topic of our discussion for the next two weeks. Welcome to Saving Grace, Jeremy. Welcome. Good to have you. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, just uh, really have looked forward to this. I think it's a, a great subject, and your book is absolutely excellent. So uh, just glad to have you here. But first of all, what compelled you to write Companions with Christ based on Hebrews as your reference? Yeah, well, uh, back... Um, a number of years ago at a Free Grace Alliance conference, we had a speaker, his name was Dr. Michael Eaton, and he is with Jesus now, but he mm. spoke and told those at the conference, you know, you pastors preach week in and week out, and your scholarship is given to your local congregation, but we need your scholarship beyond your local congregation, mm. so I want to challenge you to write. And I had never written before, but it felt to me like, I mean, I'd, I'd written sermons, but I had never written a book. And yeah. it felt to me like, I think I want to try and write. And then the follow-up is, okay, so what do you write? And the book of Hebrews in the New Testament is a book that is a bit intimidating for many who look at it. There's yes. a lot of Old Testament references. I took a class in seminary on the book of Hebrews. Um, I taught the book of Hebrews in a Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. Over the about 30 years of preaching, I have preached through the book of Hebrews, I think three times. I'm just drawn to it a lot. And um, I thought if there's some book that of the Bible that maybe I could write on because I want to tell people how relevant the scriptures are. Mm. I thought, I'm going to try to write a book on the book of Hebrews. And so I just started diving in. I I basically decided, you know, about an hour a morning, I'm going to dedicate to writing. And um, I just plugged along until it finally took shape. And there it was. So it was uh, Michael Eaton at a Free Grace Alliance conference and then just my longings to communicate 
the Word of God in a relevant way. Well, I'm so glad that you did. Uh, you communicate so well, and it really brings the scriptures uh, to heart, uh, and that life application is just beautiful the way it's presented. So thank you for doing that. Well, we're again, the book is called Companions with Christ. So what can we draw from Hebrews that helps us to know Jesus, our Savior, who desires that companionship and then even give us, gives us the opportunity uh, to be his companion. That is just amazing to me. Yeah, the whole concept of the Christian life, when I was growing up, it was you believe in Jesus so you can go to heaven when you die. Mm-hmm. And I learned as an adult no, we trust that Jesus died for our sins and rose to give us eternal life so that we can enter into a relationship with Jesus. And why are we in this relationship? Mm -hmm. It is to walk in step with him and to be on mission with him and to uh, be his companion. And so um, in the book, I write uh, a story about a three-legged race. And now, if you're ever at a at a festival or something and they tie your leg to another person and then the gun goes off and you try to run the race with another person tied mm-hmm. to your leg. And initially it's kind of awkward and you yeah. and you can't really get in sync. But then once you're in sync, you can really move along. And I think the book of Hebrews is written to Christians who are Jewish Christians to help them get in sync with Jesus and what he's doing in the world yeah. and how this life that we live with him now will actually have an impact on how we will live with him throughout all of eternity. Yes. And so the concept of companions with Christ, I think the whole book of Hebrews, mm. may I even stretch it and say, I think more than any other New Testament book, really tells us how to be Christ's companions and how that... Um, how that really has an effect on our eternal service to our King. Oh, I agree, uh, particularly after reading your book. Uh, it really helped me to see Hebrews uh, in a different light and one that truly, as you say, taught me the importance of walking with Jesus and, and how to do it. Uh, which we all want to do. You know, I saw a meme on social media recently, and it said, if Christianity bores you, then you don't know my Jesus. And I thought, oh my goodness, that is so true. And so it prompted me to ponder the glorious adventure that we have in Christ. Now, you share some insight from Hebrews that really points to that importance of really clinging to our first love uh, and the future that we have because of Jesus. Jesus. Uh, encourage our listeners again, just just the beautiful adventure of, of, of being with Jesus. Yeah, well, uh, one of the threads that ties the entire book of Hebrews together are the five warning passages of the book of Hebrews. And the first of the five is actually in chapter two, and it warns Christians And you'll notice if you read the book of Hebrews that the author of the book of Hebrews oftentimes uses the pronoun we or us. Mm -hmm. He includes himself uh, in these warnings that we must, you know, not drift away. Like in Hebrews 2, you know, for this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. The, The idea of this 
dynamic Christian life is that we will have a tendency to drift away from the Lord. We'll, we'll have a tendency to um, be caught up in things that draw us away from what it means to walk in step with Him. And so, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's an exciting life that Jesus calls us to. And the way that we experience that exciting life is to make sure we don't drift away. Make sure, I mean, those, those five warnings um, that the deceitfulness of sin can harden our heart against Jesus yeah. and what he desires. That, yes. Um, we can become dull of hearing, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little yes. later. Yes. Um, and the other two, just so I'm, while I'm on it, don't continue in willful sin and, and don't fail to heed God speaking. And so this idea that we have to stay in tune. And when we stay in tune, life with Jesus is exciting. Yes. Life with Jesus is dynamic and not that it's I'm not saying it's easy or that it's mm -hmm. a super high all the time I'm mm -hmm. just saying that it's it's real and it is um, it is you can you, you just know that you are involved in things that matter for eternity yeah and you yes. know as you're drawing near to him as we'll talk about how to do that more as we go yeah. along here you just know that yeah, I'm walking in step with the King of Kings. Yes, and yes. Not always doing it perfectly, and I keep short accounts. But I, but I, but it's it's a wonderful life with the Lord. Amen. I agree. I agree. And when we are abiding and seeking Him throughout our days, uh, He blesses, and I think He blesses us, Jeremy, with the uh, abundant life, uh, with that glorious adventure. Don't you think? Well, you know, yeah, we I have a definition. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have a definition for the abundant life. Um, my definition for the abundant life is seeing God actively working in my life and through my life as I choose to obey and follow him. Mm. So the abundant life isn't a bed of roses. The abundant life isn't riches as far as like wealth. Right. But it is when we see God actively working in our lives mm -hmm. as we choose to obey and follow him, there's nothing better. That yeah. is the definition yeah. of the abundant life. Love it. That's it's absolutely right. Very, very good. Well, you know, we see a lot of people today, Jeremy, striving for perfection in the workplace, in their ministry, in their homes. Because we aren't perfect, <laughs> there's a lot of frustration that comes with that. Uh, and when we apply the standard of per perfection as a way to gain salvation or to gain God's acceptance, then we remove the most important aspect of salvation, which is God's grace. Uh, you point out that the motivation of God's perfect plan and Christ's perfect sacrifice has always been grace. Speak to that motivation. Yeah, God um, calls us to be his companions, but he doesn't say, now figure it out, or now on your own strength do it. Actually, we're saved from the penalty of sin by God's grace. We know that we, we know that our salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Our walk with Jesus, that three-legged grace where we're tied yeah. to him and we're moving along with him, 
we are empowered by the Spirit of God in us. We're empowered by the power of Jesus in us to live it. It's a it's a life of reliance upon the Lord Jesus. So when mm-hmm. he calls us to be his companions, he says, and I will give you the power, I will give you the strength, I'll give you the wisdom, I'll give you what you need to be my companion. You just have to trust me and lean on me and rely on me and place your confidence in me. So whatever that is, whatever that is in that moment, grace is this goodness that he gives to us, even though we don't deserve it. Yeah. And he'll continue to give us his goodness when we choose to follow him. And when we choose to follow him, he will and rely on him. It's it's a relationship. It's yes, not, yes. It's not activity. It's not activities that we're doing. It's a relationship with him that we're doing. And in in whatever he's calling us to, we have to rely on him for it. So grace is where it's like, okay, I'm gonna call you to this companionship, but I'm gonna I'm gonna empower you to live it as well. So yes, we're living yes. in his goodness at all times. Yes. And we're drawing near to him at all times yes yes and and with his grace if we grasp that jeremy uh it sort of erases that striving for perfection because he is he is working through us it's not in our own strength it's not in our own power it's him doing it and and what uh what a relief that is uh as a believer to to really grasp that truth yeah in Hebrews three, I have something that um, I'm sorry. I have oh. something that I I think I'm confident is true that I I said after writing this book, and that is the idea of this grace relationship, this knowing His love and loving Him and loving one another. That great commandment. Um. There's this great commission that he calls us to make disciples. Yes. And he strengthens us to do it. And so he gifts us in certain ways. He he um, enables us. He gives us our talents. And so he uses our strengths that he gives us to carry out what's called the great commission, making disciples, helping mm-hmm. people become devoted followers of him. He carries out his great commandment, loving him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving our neighbor as ourself Mm. I think he carries that out through our weaknesses it's Mm. through our reliance upon him the way that we know that we're loving him it's a reliant kind of a love it's a we're needing his his power and strength and wisdom in our lives so we we love in a needy way so he carries out his great commandment for our weaknesses, our admittance of our weaknesses and our need for him. Mm-hmm. And what might I add, we carry out the great commandment in loving one another by our weaknesses, yes. saying, I I admit I'm not altogether in this area, or I am weak and you're strong, and so we need to work together because I'm admitting that I need you in my life. I'm admitting that I can't do this on my own. So yes, a yes. summary of that is he carries out his great commission through our strengths, which he enables us in. And he, and we carry out the great commandment through our weaknesses and admitting our neediness. I love that. Uh, it falls so in line with um, 
a course that I teach, a, a train with uh, leading from your strengths. And it's recognizing our differences, not as weaknesses, but as my strength is going to help you in your areas that are different from mine and, and vice versa. And it is showing that love and that grace to with a goal of unity, which is something that we're all about, unity and love. So uh, I love your explanation. I, that's beautiful, Jer- Jeremy. Well, you know, in Hebrews 3, the author writes about our heavenly calling, and he gives us direction in three areas. Uh, let's talk about each, each of those. One, the first one is to be students of Jesus. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, in Hebrews 3, 1, um, the author of Hebrews tells us to consider in considering Jesus, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. And so this considering Jesus is to, the it's the Greek word katanoeo, which is used to say to know more deeply mm. Jesus as our apostle. Now these are two descriptions that I don't normally hear people describe Jesus as our apostle right. and high priest. So the apostle is literally the word is the sent out one. Jesus was sent out by God the Father to come to the earth and be the man, you know, God in the flesh. And so we can consider, we can think more deeply about God as we consider Jesus, as we understand him and who he is. And so to Again, be his companion. If you're going to be a companion of someone, you want to know who that person is. We want to keep getting to know who Jesus is. And then the fact that he is our high priest and that he represents us to God, to God the Father. So he represents God the Father to us, and he represents us to God the Father. Another way that we know in Christian circles is he's like our advocate or he is our intermediary between us and the father he is our savior all of those kinds of things but the idea of if we're going to understand our calling to follow him we have to get to know who he is so consider jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession is two descriptions of hebrews 3 and verse one described them as. Mm-hmm. And and then we are uh, to be the church that God desires. What will that look like? Yeah, if you continue reading in Hebrews three, um, it says again, this is notice the pronoun that the author uses. Yeah. He says, but Christ was faithful as a son over his house, over the, the people, us, the church, whose house we are, we are, if we hold firmly to our confidence and boast of our hope. So we, um, God desires for us to hold fast to our confidence and to hold on to our hope um, firm until the end. So we, the church, now not every body of people who claim to be Christians are active, actually acting like the church that God calls us to be. Sadly. And I think Hebrews lays out, if you want to know what it means to be the church, this is this is a part of it. You have to hold on to that confession, and you have to hold on to the hope that is found 
in Christ. And then uh, if I just hop down a little bit to verses 12 and 13, another one of these warning passages mm-hmm. that the book of Hebrews lays out to Christians, because he says, take care, brothers and sisters, that's Christians. Yes. You'll not hurt any one of, among you with an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. Christians can actually have an evil, unbelieving heart mm-hmm. that falls away from the living God. Mm. But then he says, encourage one another every day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Again, directly to Christians that we yeah. have to, we're going to be the church. We got to be encouraging each other every day yes. because sin is deceitful and it will harden our hearts against the Lord. Yeah, particularly as the days become more evil and as as the enemy uh, is just on full attack, it seems, of the church, uh, looking to divide us, looking to uh, water down God's word uh, back to the the lies of, of Genesis, right? Did God really say? Uh, it seems we see this uh, more prevalent today. Maybe it's always been, but with the media that we have today, we're more aware, I think, of the prevalence around around the world. Uh, so you're saying we, we obviously, to be a companion with Christ, we need to be students of Jesus, uh, our heavenly calling to be students, to be the church that he desires. And then you say that heavenly calling is to be companions with Christ. What does it tell us? Yeah, the next verse, verse 14. For we have become partakers of Christ, and that word partakers is the Greek word metakoi, which is also can also be translated companions. Yes. If we keep the beginning of our commitment firm until the end. So it's this idea of staying firm as his companions and the warnings are all saying and uh, realize that it's, we need the Lord to keep us there. We need to stay close to him. We need to stay firm until the end as the apostle Paul wrote in another book where he said, I run the race to win the prize. It's the idea of, running, you know, being faithful until the end, running the whole race until we see our Savior face to face. So, yes, uh, yeah, yes. we here it says firm until the end. Yes. So, to be a companion, we just, we got to hold fast to, mm. to our faith and hold fast to what the scriptures teach us on what it means to walk with Jesus. Yes. And I think it's important for us to clarify, too, that it doesn't mean that if you don't do that, that you're not a Christian or that you're not going to uh, go to heaven when you die. It, But you are losing out on that glorious adventure, the blessings of being the companion with Christ. Correct? That's right. Yeah. You know, um, the offer of the gospel is to become an adopted child of God. Mm-hmm. And we become an adopted child of God by faith in Jesus, died on the cross for our sins, pay our penalty for our sins, rose to give us eternal life. And just like an adopted child can turn their back on their parents and do their own thing, can be rebellious, etc etc and never stop being our children mm-hmm. likewise Christians can be have the hardened heart can be you know the have all to the deceitfulness of sin can drift away all of those things 
that doesn't it doesn't stop them from being a child of God and adopted child of God. Once you are saved, you're forever saved. Yes. Once you become an a child of God, you can't become unadopted. That's right. That's and right. yet, Christians can become rebellious. Christians mm-hmm. can become hardened against the Lord. And all of these warning passages through the book of Hebrews tells us, don't let that happen. That's right. And in this particular what I love about it is it says, encourage one another. Mm. Just like we're doing right here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, just like when we're in a church family and people are spurring us on in the faith, it's just God's design. It's, it's God's way of making sure that we don't fall to the deceitfulness of sin. Amen. Well said. Well said. Well, we only have a few minutes here, but we have a tendency to be busy people, Jeremy. I don't know about you, but I, I yes, I do know you are. <laughs> but you say that we sometimes wear our busyness like a badge of honor, whereas God calls us to rest in him. Uh, you wrote, God's rest, a place where we cease striving. It's an experience of peace, calm, quiet, a stillness down in the depths of our soul. So what can we glean? from Hebrews 4 about rest in our closing moment. Yeah, just to say it simply, I think Christians can fall into the trap of doing, 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 doing. Like, I got to do this for God. I got to be involved in that for God. And it just is like uh, running on a, I think in my book, I mentioned this gerbil wheel. The gerbil is just running on that wheel. It never gets off. We can get on that kind of a wheel of behavior, behavior, behavior. But like Hebrews 4 says, it's about believing. It's about trusting. It's about resting in the Lord. So no matter what we're about, we have to be about being people of faith. As we said before, not just coming into that relationship by through justification, but growing in that relationship. Yes. The big word would be sanctification or yeah. where we're just growing into the men and women that God desires for mm. us to be, or boys and girls for that matter. Yeah. And uh, so uh, it's it's a matter of believing mm-hmm. rather than doing. That's yes. the main point of being a companion with Christ. Excellent. Well, Jer- uh, Jeremy, thank you for your insights today from the book of Hebrews. You know, we look forward to having you back next week uh, to continue our discussion of your book, Companions with Christ. I encourage our listeners to uh, check out our program notes, and there they'll be able to find information about the book and how to get a copy. Uh, Perhaps you were motivated today to learn more about God and His Word that guides us on this adventure of life. We invite you to check out the many courses offered through our degrees program at Grace School of Theology, or for those simply wanting to know and love our Savior more deeply, check out Grace on Demand through our Grace Center for Spiritual Development. You'll find information at our website at gsot.edu. That's gsot.edu. Or you can download the Grace app. We're so glad you tuned in today. Please tell others about Saving Grace. And remember, the love of Christ can never be earned, and it can never be lost. You've been listening to Saving Grace. For more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development or this program, visit our website at gsot.edu 
slash center or download the Grace app through your smartphone. Views expressed on this program may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.